Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for joining me here on Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture podcast. Hopefully everyone at this point has had a chance to see the Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. Uh, I gave a little bit of time, hopefully everybody got to see it, because now I want to talk about it in depth. So if you haven't seen the trailer yet, we're going to get pretty deep in, scene by scene. So go watch it right now, and come back and listen to this, and we'll chat about it. So if you have seen it, the trailer uh, opens with a line from Supreme Leader Snoke. He is the new kind of emperor stand-in in this trilogy. He is he's essentially Kylo Ren's boss, right? He's the he's the big bad guy. We did not find out much about him really at all uh from from the first film. And and now it seems like we might get a little bit more in terms of who he is and at least what he is. Maybe not maybe not necessarily who he is, but we're at least going to see him on screen a lot more. And he seems like you know he's speaking to Kylo Ren at the beginning, but we don't really, uh, we don't really know. And, and we'll talk about that in more in just a second. When he's talking about things like destiny and stuff like that, you assume he's talking to Kylo Ren, but maybe instead he's talking to Rey. That that could potentially be. And there's a little bit of support for that later on. After that, we get to a scene with the AT-ATs, which are some of the coolest things in Star Wars. These giant, like, like quadrupedal robots that uh, that you can pilot. Uh, you know, of course, lots of people like the TIE Fighters and all the spaceships and stuff. For me, the AT-AT is definitely the coolest, like, giant structure thing that, that you can have in Star Wars. And we get to see these uh, these brand new versions of the AT-ATs that look much beefier than they did before. So clearly they've gone back and they have maybe fixed some of the design flaws. Like, for example being able to tie a rope around their legs and knock them down. <laughs> uh, but they, they certainly look like they've added a little bit of padding and structure to the the unit and to the legs. And the animation, I can't stress enough how good the animation looked on these AT-ATs. There's just something about the way they pick up each leg and move it and all the how the like interweaving metal parts move and shift slightly as they do. Look at these AT-ATs walking compared to AT-ATs from like, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back or something. And and just really look at the, the difference in them. It's amazing kind of how far we've come in terms of animating those those types of things. Very cool looking. I could watch that scene for days. Um, moving on from there, we get some, some information about what happened with Rey showing up to meet with Luke. Of course, that is how... Uh, the Force Awakens ended. Ray shows up on the island. Luke's there. She holds out the lightsaber. We get the direct result of that scene here in the trailer. She hands the lightsaber over over to Luke, and he just kind of holds it. He just stands there. In fact, throughout this trailer, uh, we go through some scenes of Ray training. We get to see her using her lightsaber. She seems very adept at it. We get to see her doing some like meditation and stuff. But Luke's reaction to her the entire time seems like at first incredulous. Like he seems like he doesn't believe that she's there or that she exists. 
and then later kind of turns into fear uh and and downright fear there's there's one scene where she's kind of meditating and the ground behind them cracks as some rocks are rumbling around she's clearly emanating an immense amount of force energy she's clearly immensely powerful and luke kind of looks back over their shoulder and he looks terrified <laughs> and uh, and later he talks about Again, you're, you're assuming that he's talking to Ray. He says, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Uh, so, so Luke is, is, as we expected, not on board with, with training Ray. And, and we don't know to what extent. We don't know if like eventually she wins him over. We don't know if he turns her away entirely. But considering that, you know, the last time we saw Luke... Uh, up up until now basically he'd become kind of the force neo he'd become this sort of almost godlike character uh where he's just sort of one with the force he's he's like the best jedi that's ever existed the fact that he can get scared about something is is incredible like she she clearly uh they 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 are they are telling you that she's incredibly powerful with those scenes uh, when Luke talks about power and how he didn't fear it before, but he does now, we cut away to some interesting shots. So we, of course, know that that you know Luke had originally trained Kylo Ren, whose name was just Ben, of course, at the time. Uh, but of course, then he turned to the dark side, and we find out that uh, clearly Luke was just left for dead in burning rubble. I'm assuming the it's the rubble of um, you know the the Jedi Academy where where Luke was training them, because we see Luke's uh, Luke's robotic hand sort of reach up out of the rubble. So it seems as if when Ben turned to the dark side and became Kylo Ren, that he burnt the place to the ground and left Luke for dead. Uh, we also, in this trailer, get a lot of really interesting parallels between Kylo Ren and Rey. And the next scenes that we come to are a perfect example of that. So it's the two of them, it's cutting back and forth, standing standing back and forth. And and the, the trailer's really painting the idea that, that this movie is about the journey of these two characters. And and we lead up to, you know, the what we'll get to at the end here. But... Um, it it really is it's as if they are on different paths that are on an inevitable collision course and i think that once we actually see the film we'll see that these these paths maybe intertwine and cross a little bit more than you might expect we get to see of course a uh, a kylo ren temper tantrum those those came up a lot in the force awakens uh one where he smashes his helmet so he kind of throws it against the wall and the rest of the trailer, we kind of see him without his helmet a lot. So I, I fully suspect that we don't get a lot of Kylo Ren time uh, with the helmet on. I think we get it off a lot. So I think we'll we'll have that off for a chance for him to emote a little bit more as an actor. You know, I think the helmet the helmet is really awesome. I I love seeing him in it, but I understand the decision to to remove him from it because you know he's got to act. He's he's got to be able to to show human emotion because I think that is one of the big selling points of of this character is that he can he can show complete remorse and then the very next second do something completely remorseless and that adds depth to him you don't really know where he's coming from or what he's doing so super interesting so taking the helmet off makes a lot of sense for that uh, we also see the, a very interesting scene with Leia Organa and, uh, and and Kylo Ren. So Leia is clearly in some sort of like command center of a ship, 
and Kylo Ren is in his souped up awesome TIE fighter. And it appears the way the scene is cut that he is about to blow up her ship. Now, obviously we know that, that Leia was originally planned for episode nine as well, but with the death of Carrie Fisher, we don't know um, really if they're going to rewrite that. Like, are they going to write her out of the story sooner rather than later? And of course, in storyline, Kylo Ren would be looking at potentially shooting down the ship that contains his mother. Uh, and there's a scene right before he actually pulls the trigger, right before he pushes the button, where he looks just overcome with, with guilt. He's like shaking, he's about to cry, and then you never actually see him fire. So of course, we don't know. Does he actually do it? Does it happen? Does he pull back? Does he finally show restraint? Who knows what, what goes down, but super, super interesting seeing that scene actually play out in the theater in the context of the actual movie will be incredibly eye-opening about Kylo Ren, the character, I think. It'll tell us a whole lot about him and what deep down makes him tick. Next up, we get some shots of the Millennium Falcon, of course. Uh, we see we see Chewbacca there, and then we see this little critter. You guys maybe haven't, haven't heard about these guys yet, but we see what's called a Porg, P-O-R-G, and the Porg, well, let's just say they're this generation's Ewoks. <laughs> so when the Ewoks first came out, a lot of people loved them. If they were kids, they were these cute, cuddly, adorable things, and you grew up loving Ewoks. So a lot of people my age love Ewoks because they were kids when they first saw the movies. If you were an older Star Wars fan, some people would say that Ewoks were the beginning of the end for Star Wars. And I think that the Porg will be the exact same um, completely uh, divisive thing in this movie. I think for some people, it will be Jar Jar Binks all over again. And for other people, it'll be the most adorable thing they've ever seen. Nonetheless, they're, they're these adorable little bird creatures, and they, they are a complete marketing machine. There's going to be so many stuffed animals and toys and backpacks and lunchboxes that, that feature porgs, and you're, you're, you're not going to be able to escape the fact that these little animals exist. So we get our first, uh, our first taste of a porg in the trailer as he uh, looks very terrified about something that's going down on the Millennium Falcon. So, you know, I don't know where I land on the porgs yet. They're certainly going to be a thing, though. Next up, we get our, an, an idea of what's going on with Finn. So, so far in the trailer, we haven't seen Finn. And we finally meet him. He is dressed as an Imperial officer. So, clearly, while Rey is off going on her journey to become a Jedi Knight, or her journey to explore her, her use of the Force... Finn is off infiltrating the First Order because he's uh, he's all decked out in bad guy gear. Uh, we also get to see the start of a fight between Finn and Captain Phasma. Of course, Finn was in Captain Phasma's unit and then he defected. So there's going to be a bit of a personal connection between the two of those. We also know we're going to get a little bit more about Captain Phasma in this movie. So, you know, that's our first taste there of that fight scene happening. I'm very excited to find out more about Captain Phasma to see more of her on the big screen because, you know, while she was incredibly underutilized in The Force Awakens, I think there's a lot of potential for a character who looks that darn cool. Finally, again, we, we come back as this trailer draws to a close 
to Supreme Leader Snoke and Rey. And we find out that, yes, they do for a fact meet face to face at some point in this movie. And Snoke talks about fulfilling your destiny. And it's possible that they are doing some interesting cuts between a couple scenes, but they do have a scene where where Ray looks like she is in agony, and behind her we see kind of the the flowing robes that Snoke was wearing just, just a second ago. So so they are in the same room. Now, Snoke talking about her destiny leads, of course, to the question, what is her destiny, and how does she fulfill it? And is fulfilling it, you know, beneficial to the dark side? Because... That leads us right into the very final scene of the trailer, which I think is is incredible. Uh, we hear Ray say that she needs someone to show her her place in all of this. Her place clearly in the greater universe, in, in the Force, in good versus evil, in light versus dark. And she's speaking not to Luke, as you would expect. She's speaking to Kylo Ren. And, and and we cut over to Kylo, and he just has his hand outstretched to take hers, and that's how the trailer ends. So who knows what that means? I, I cannot wait until December to find out. Uh, it could be, you know, Luke was completely uninterested in training her, kind of threw her off his island after he saw her power and refused to train her, and then she found her way to Kylo. Um you know, it I it could be a complete trick. She's trying to lure Kylo Ren into something, uh, but it certainly doesn't bode well. It, clearly, she's going to, you know, if if it, any of that is sincere, she's going to be dancing with the dark side in this film, uh, which I find super fascinating, super interesting. Uh, I would almost love to see a reversal of roles where, you know, Ray is the one who actually ends up being the dark side bad guy, you know, huge force to deal with. And Kylo Ren eventually finds remorse and, and joins up with the good guys and becomes this hero that no one actually trusts because of his past. I think that would be such an interesting, crazy direction to take these films. I don't think we'll actually see that. I think that that Ray will sort of flirt with the dark side as Luke did, but then find her way back to the light. But, but man, what if? What if? Uh, so that's the end of the trailer. You know, we'll we'll probably see uh, more from this film before the actual release date uh, of December fourteenth. But you know, it's it's coming out quick. We we don't have much time to wait, but we also have more time than you would want because, you know. As it goes between Star Wars things, I, I sort of forget how into Star Wars I am in a, in a weird way. And then we see a trailer like this, and, and I realize, like, nope, I need to see this now. I cannot wait. I, this is so incredibly good. Um, the, the the people behind Star Wars know how to craft a a compelling movie, a compelling image, a compelling trailer. Um, everything they've put together here makes me desperately want to see this film tomorrow <laughs> and, and it looks like i might not even be able to see the film on opening night i'm not sure how it looks with you with with your area but tickets went on sale as this trailer went up i looked at them uh last night just to see you know normally i don't really like to get in on like like opening night for movies typically but I, you know this is star wars so i, I wanted to see how, how it was going to be and yeah for like the initial showings at least in theaters around around me uh, all but the very front row, couple of seats here and there were completely sold out. So, so fully, I fully expect the entire you know Thursday 
preview for this film to be completely sold out in my area within a day or two, if not, if not, it, it already completely is. Um, it, it's completely wild to me. Some movie can have tickets that go on sale, um, you know, two months essentially before the movie actually comes out and they'll sell that quickly. Like it's such a, it's such an incredible representation of what a driving force something like star Wars really is. So that's my very long winded talk about star Wars did not intend to go on that long, but something like star Wars, the last Jedi gets me very pumped and very excited. So hopefully it does you guys as well. That's my in-depth breakdown of the trailer. I'd love to hear what you guys think. If you're listening in the Anchor app, press the call-in button. Call in. Give me your thoughts on the trailer. Um, if, if that if that recording time is not enough, then please send me an email, prettydeeshow at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at prettydeeshow. Let's just talk about Star Wars, because we have to pass this time until December somehow, people. Let's do it. <laughs>